0: What's up, everybody? This is another phone-recorded episode, doing this from my phone instead of my computer. And you know what? Honestly, I don't, even know, I don't even know if all the fancy podcast equipment is necessary. You guys can let me know after. I mean, I, I feel like the first one of these episodes that I recorded via phone, I felt like it was good sound quality. We'll see how this one is. Phones do everything these days. We don't need all this fancy podcast equipment. Anyway, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the quality sucks, but here we go. So, um, I'm going to talk about three... Myths that I've kind of determined are definitely myths related to fitness uh, that I've learned over the past couple of years in my journey here. Uh, because uh, you know I'm I'm 34 years old now. I'm in the best shape of my life. I, I was always pretty lean throughout my teens and 20s. Uh, couldn't really put on a lot of muscle. Finally discovered over the past couple of years how to put on a lot of muscle. I put on about 20 pounds of muscle between 32 and 34. Um, and I you know I'm all natural. I've never used steroids. I'm never going to use steroids. Um, And so I want to explain three things that I feel like the industry or the fitness and health space kind of tells us that we have to do if we want to make fitness gains, so to speak. But I think they are myths based on my personal practical experience. All right. And the first one is that we should always be training as hard as possible every day. That is a myth. We should not be training 100 percent every day. In my opinion, and see the thing about it is, for me, when I was in my twenties, I was going really hard, was training more intensely and for more time than I do now, okay, and was really going to the point where I would feel extremely tired at the end of my workouts, extremely sore, going to failure on a lot of sets. Um, also, was doing probably you know more cardio than necessary, like cardio. You know, I used to run probably gosh, I don't know, three or four times a week for probably five miles and sure was in good cardio shape, but I, I was doing it to the point where it was causing um... – I would say probably issues, probably hormonal issues. I probably had low testosterone through a lot of my late 20s. And even when I was 30 or 31 years old, um, I didn't actually measure it, but I can kind of tell by based on some of the signs. I would also like run to the point, I know this is probably TMI, but I would run to the point where I would get like runner's diarrhea sometimes. People have heard of that before. Um, it was just I was doing too much in all areas. Now, the same thing when it comes to weightlifting. What I've discovered in the weight room over the past couple of years is that I make my best gains when I'm going on average, about 80% intensity. Okay. So maybe one or two days a week, I'll go hard enough where, you know, where I'll do something where it leads me to feel actually sore the next day. But I really don't even feel sore that often anymore when I work out. Okay. And I think the underlying principle that I want people to understand here is that frequency, frequency is actually probably more important than intensity when it comes to, Uh, different exercises, different muscles, okay? And so what happens is a lot of times if we go to the point where we're just totally dead, tired or sore and are going 100%, then it takes us a really long time to recover and to be able to do the same exercise or work the same muscle group again. I've found that on average going about 80% intensity, leaving some in the tank, Allows me to do exercises more frequently. When we perform things more frequently, exercises, just like any sport, are a skill. We develop the skill better and then we end up getting more muscle and strength gains from it. And just recovery in general is important. Plus, if you're going 100% intensity all the time and whatever activity you're doing, you're more susceptible to injury. You're more susceptible to not doing things with proper form. It's just not as good overall. So that's the big number one myth that I've discovered is that they'll tell you you have to go hard, go hard, go hard. And social Media really promotes this nowadays with all these influencers who are going so hard every day, but it's just, it's, it's not what worked best for me. What works best for me is about 80% intensity on average, maybe one or two days a week where I kind of crank up the intensity, depending on how I'm feeling or the type of workout, but just not super hard intensity all the time. And really like in terms of going to failure on different sets, I probably only go to failure, like true failure. Well, just not that often. Let's put it that way. All right. So, um, second myth is that you should eat um, a low-fat diet in general and this goes for people who are trying to burn body fat or trying to build muscle um now nutrition is highly personalized okay and disclaimer i'm not a doctor i'm not even a nutritionist but i do know a lot about nutrition through the scientific study of it and through my own experimentation and everyone's body is highly personalized so you have to find foods that work for you now two big keys is try to eat whole natural foods as often as possible try to not eat that many processed foods. You can do this with any different type of food group. You can do this with meats, with dairy products, animal products. You can do it with vegetables, fruits. You can do it on a vegetarian vegan diet. You can do it on an almost carnivore diet. But the idea is to Eat as many whole natural foods as possible and minimize processed foods. Okay, so you do that. Um, That's the one key. And then the other key is just figure out what feels good for your stomach and your digestive system. Because if you're eating foods that don't feel good for your digestive system, it's probably uh, not really going to help you with your muscle gains and your, your fat loss. Okay, we need to be feeling good in order for our body to be changing and reshaping the way we want. Now, with that being said, Why I say that the the whole like low-fat thing is a myth, well, it's kind of already been like like debunked in general because we know that foods that say like low-fat or no-fat are often loaded with other ingredients that actually make them kind of worse, like artificial um, sweeteners, stuff like that, artificial oils, artificial ingredients. We don't want that anyway, but what I also mean is like, you know, you'll hear about you know bodybuilding right and body shaping people talking about oh well you want to eat chicken instead of beef for example okay let me tell you what my diet looks like right now on a day-to-day basis it's about one pound on average of red meat now it is a lot of grass-fed meat but it's about one pound on average of red meat usually through two meals a day i eat about eight ounces per meal um And I'll just do it with like rice and beans or rice and mixed vegetables, like eight ounces of ground beef with rice and mixed vegetables, for example, twice per day. And then about six to eight eggs per day. Okay, think about all the saturated fat. Think about all the fat in that. Okay, there's a lot of fat in my diet in general. Now, am I fat? No, (laughs) no. And in fact, it actually, it helps quite a bit to build muscle. And I can make the argument that red meat is healthier than white meat, just because red meat has a few additional nutrients, such as Um, you know, like zinc and heme iron and I can't remember what else, but the point is, is you don't have to go with a low fat diet. Um, definitely not to build muscle, you know, building muscle, you want to be getting more calories. And even when we're trying to burn fat, you don't have to be doing a low fat diet. Uh, you know, uh, fat is an essential. Carbohydrates are not an essential. I do recommend that people eat carbohydrates still, but, but fats and proteins are essentials. You need enough fat, um, And just in general, like in my experience, like I said, in my experience, the foods that make me feel the best and therefore my body tends to operate best on and therefore gives me the best chance of maintaining good muscle mass and burning body fat, just because when you feel good, you're more apt to do better activities throughout the day. Uh, The foods that tend to make my stomach feel good are things like red meat eggs, even cheese, um, you know, when they're minimally processed and cooked the right way. Uh, so the idea, and you'll have to figure out what works for you. Okay. Uh, but I can almost guarantee you, there are going to be some foods that are high in fats that are going to be very beneficial to you. So the idea that you need a low fat diet to get the body you want is, is not correct for most people. Um, sure. If you're trying to cut weight and you're, you know, you're trying to, really get lean. Let's say you're trying to lose five pounds in a month or 10, you know, one pound per week, whatever it is. Yeah. You're going to want to make sure you don't eat too much fat just because too much fat will lead to too many total calories overall. All right. I'll give you that. But in general, the idea that we should be looking at going for low fat foods all the time, I definitely do not think is the best advice. And the third thing that I think is a myth um, and some people are not going to like this, but is that is that stretching is extremely important and we should do a lot of stretching. Okay, now here I'm referring specifically to static stretching, okay? So I used to do a lot of static stretching and even like yoga type stuff uh, when I was in my 20s. Now I don't really do hardly any of it. I do a lot more of what we would consider mobility, which is sort of working through different ranges of motion, but maintaining strength and balance um, kind of, it's kind of a combination of strength and flexibility. So I'm not saying I only just lift weights and I don't do anything to work on, you know, my body's mobility or flexibility. Okay. But I don't do, I I do very little static stretching nowadays, maybe once or twice a week, I'll do five to 10 minutes of like actual static stretching or some form of like yoga, but I really don't do hardly any of it anymore. And my body feels much better actually. Now, some of you probably heard that you shouldn't stretch before you work out. Okay. Just because this theoretically allows us to elongate the muscles into a position that we can't, it can make it more dangerous because the muscles become elongated, but but they're not tight and stable, which is what we need them to be when we're lifting weights. Anyway, that's a long story. But what the bottom line is, my body actually feels better now than it did when I was in my you know mid to late 20s. And I used to stretch a lot more than I do now. I do some, a little bit, but I do a lot more just like mobility work. Um, and I also do a lot more things just, just like strength training. I mean, strength training is the basis of my exercise. It's probably 80% of it. Okay. And, um, but doing it with proper ranges of motion, with proper technique, proper form, uh, the stretching, I, I don't know, just anecdotally, I'm not saying all stretching is bad, but anecdotally, I feel better now that I have minimized the amount of static stretching I do, obviously not before workouts. And even after workouts, I don't do that much. And increase the amount of things that I do that would be considered mobility exercises. And it's a bit hard to describe it through a podcast, but look up how to do mobility exercises for different body parts. Because what happens oftentimes is when we have, say, like a nagging injury or something like that, we think, oh, I gotta stretch more, I gotta get more flexible. Well, no, actually, what you usually need to do is you need to strengthen the surrounding body parts, okay? I always say I used to have a nagging shoulder injury injury and then a friend of mine told me that's because you got some weak rear delts you have weak rear delt muscles and I realized oh maybe he's right I strengthened the rear delt muscle with some strengthening exercises and now all of a sudden I hardly ever have my recurring shoulder injury anymore okay um, so just something to think about. Um, strengthening through different ranges of motion is important, but I don't consider static stretching to be that necessary or even useful anymore for a lot of us. Yoga instructors are not going to be happy with that, but I'm happy to bring one on and debate it at some point. Um, and of course, there is a lot of value to yoga as well. Don't get me wrong. all There's value to a lot of these things. I'm just explaining where I'm at in my journey And um, so, yeah, those were the three myths. Number one is that we should be training 100% as hard as we can all the time. Number two is that we should eat a low-fat diet. And number three, that we should do a lot of stretching or static stretching. None of those I consider to be really true. Um, All right. That's all I got. We'll see if this uh, works since I did this on the phone. And you never know if it's going to upload properly from the phone. But here we go. All right. Love y'all. Peace.